The 12th month of this year is finally here, and you may recognize it better as Tuesday, December 1st, 2020. I'm Sean Tubbs, and welcome to another installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter and Newscast. On today's show, a brief rundown of today's COVID numbers in Virginia. A prominent black high school has been placed on the National Register of Historic Places. Neighbors of a proposed event center near Batesville have weighed in at a community meeting. And the Charlottesville Regional Chamber of Commerce is preparing for the Rebound Ball. Today's Patreon-fueled shout-out is for the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Campaign, an initiative that wants you to grow native plants in yards, farms, public spaces, and gardens in the northern Piedmont. Native plants provide habitat, food sources for wildlife, ecosystem resiliency in the face of climate change, and clean water. Start at the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Facebook page and tell them Lonnie Murray sent you. There are another 2,228 new cases of COVID-19 in Virginia this morning, as reported by the Virginia Department of Health. That brings the seven-day average of new daily cases down slightly to 2,354. The seven-day average for positive PCR tests in the Commonwealth has increased to 8%, up from 7.5% yesterday. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are another 36 COVID cases, bringing the seven-day average to 33 per day. The outbreak in Stanton reported yesterday has traced back to Middle River Regional Jail, which had a facility-wide testing event on November 25th. In all, 213 inmates tested positive. Today, Stanton reports another 48 cases, Augusta County reports 54 new cases, and the city of Waynesboro reports 22 new cases. That's a one-day high for Augusta County and the third highest day for Waynesboro. Several nearby residents of a historic property near Batesville spoke out last night against a permit the new owners had requested in order to hold up to 18 events per year. Scott and Nancy Sanford purchased Bellevue Farm last December and used the property as their home. They want to hold weddings and other events in an indoor riding ring. Lori Schweller of the firm Williams Mullen is their attorney. This property is about 145 acres and is zoned rural area. The home, the entire property, and this is the home Bellevue, is listed on the National Register of Historic Places and is under conservation easement with the Virginia Outdoors Foundation. Albemarle Rural Areas Planner Scott Clark said county zoning ordinance allows owners of historic properties to request a special use permit to hold events, and the possibility is justified by the county's comprehensive plan. The major overarching goal for the rural areas in the comprehensive plan. Rural area will have thriving farms and forests, traditional crossroads communities, protected scenic areas, historic sites, and preserved natural resources. Clark added that the provision for events at historic properties predates similar provisions in the code for wineries, breweries, and cideries. Different types of events have different by right uses and different special use permit requirements. Special use permits can allow for conditions to mitigate impacts, including traffic management plans and limits to hours of operation. In a question and answer period that lasted nearly two hours last night, neighboring residents stressed their opposition to the permit, citing traffic, light pollution, noise, and other disturbances. Rory Carpenter is an abutting property owner. My wife and I built our house here 30 years ago because of the beauty and tranquility of the area. We raised our two children here, and we love it here. What we love most, again, is the fact that it's rural, 
And it's one of the most beautiful spots in Albemarle County. Mary Ann O'Brien said she did not think the use would benefit the Batesville area. We love the quiet. We love the calm. We're concerned about the traffic. We just don't see any upside for Batesville or the community. We see only negatives. Others were opposed to a commercial use in the rural area. Stephen Yowell represents the Greenwood Foundation. The bottom line is, in my opinion, and many others who I've spoken with about this, this is not an application for a special use permit. This is an application for a business license. Owner Scott Sanford said their goal is to find a way to continue the working nature of the property and to make use of the agricultural buildings that have been there for decades. We've got a large farm and we're trying to uh, figure out what to to do with the farm that's consistent with um, a uh, the preserving the the, uh, the the nature of the property. We're talking about doing very little to the uh, exterior of any of the uh, existing buildings. Um, in fact, trying to improve the one that's by I think everybody's um, estimation sort of an eyesore, which is the indoor riding ring. Sanford said he and his wife do not have any intention to turn their property into a commercial winery. The Sanfords now have the opportunity to resubmit their application with revisions based on feedback received at the meeting. When they apply, the matter would need to go before the Albemarle Planning Commission and then the Board of Supervisors for public hearings. The high school established by Albemarle and Charlottesville in the middle of the 20th century for black students is now listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Jackson P. Burley High School opened in 1951 on Rose Hill Drive, 11 years after the city had built a new school for whites only. Jimmy Hollins of the Burley Varsity Club alumni group said Burley was also for black students from Green and Nelson. Burley was, it was... Um, a big part of the black community uh, back in those days when they played sports, football, or basketball games. Those games was crowded, pretty crowded. And we not only had uh, black fans, we had white fans that would come and stand outside of the gates and look at the game. Holland said that's because Burley was the only school in the area at the time with a winning record. The National Register of Historic Places is an honorific designation that recognizes the historic significance of a property. Here's how the page for Burley reads on the Virginia Department of Historic Resources website. The building represents a rare instance in which two localities, Charlottesville and Albemarle, sought to achieve separate but equal educational facilities during segregation, and at a time when successful legal suits underway elsewhere in Virginia, challenged the unequal and overcrowded conditions in black schools. The two locations built the school in order to justify continued segregation of students by race, a practice that was declared unconstitutional in 1954 in the Brown versus the Board of Education case. Burley did not close until 1967, after all surrounding counties had lost their fight to keep schools separate. Albemarle County now owns the building and operates it as one of their middle schools, despite being within city limits. All across Virginia, many black schools, like the Christiansburg Institute and Dunbar High School in Lynchburg, were closed rather than become desegregated themselves. 
That's one reason Holland says this designation is so critical. Originally, in the state of Virginia, they had, as far as black high schools, they had 115. Now, they are only, out of those 115, there are only three of original black high schools that are still high schools today that are working high schools. Many of the alumni from those schools today continue to meet under the auspices of the Virginia Interscholastic Association. Hollins graduated from Burley in 1965. Personally, I never thought Burley would close. Um, you know, I've always, I thought Burley would always stay open as a high school, you know. And then in 1967, uh, when I came back, it was closed as a high school. So that was quite a shock. Holland said when the pandemic is over, there will be an occasion to celebrate the listing. We are a day away from when the Charlottesville Chamber of Com- We are a day away from the Charlottesville Regional Chamber of Commerce's Rebound Ball, where the organization will honor local leaders, including handing out awards that celebrate business resilience. A top event at the ball is a conversation with Priya Parker, the author of a book called The Art of Gathering. She's also a facilitator and speaker who attended the University of Virginia, and she will speak about the experience in a talk with Chamber CEO Elizabeth Cromwell. You know, one of my earliest memories there was one of the first questions people would ask me in the, you know, on the lawn, in the cafeteria, in my dorm, I was new dorms at the time, um, was, what are you? And I didn't understand the question. I, I thought maybe they're asking me what year I was. or You know, I, I actually, I, I didn't understand the code. Parker grew up in Africa and Southeast Asia and is biracial. She said she didn't understand why fellow students would select that question for their first inquiry into her life. I began to realize at UVA, and specifically in the university, and then as I stayed there longer and longer, I think in Charlottesville as well, that race was a very big deal there. Um, and something that, and and whether it was looking at parties that were allowed to go into many hours of the night and kind of frat row and then kind of black parties being broken up by the cops kind of again and again. When I was there, there was a number of different racial incidents. It was just, it was a fraught time. Parker said her questions about race were taken seriously by older students. She became involved with student self-governance and threw herself into the research. And long story short, I learned about a process called sustained dialogue through my research that took uh, a different approach to race relations, which was to help people come together in small groups, um, committed to talking about the issues that most matter to them that often are kept behind closed doors. At the Rebound Ball, Parker will tell the rest of the story about how she pursued the topic as an undergraduate and how it helped lead to her career as a facilitator. She and Cromwell will also talk about lessons learned about the art of gathering during the pandemic. Today in meetings, the Albemarle Board of Zoning Appeals meets at 2 p.m. The Charlottesville Albemarle Metropolitan Planning Organization meets at 4 p.m., and Scottsville District Supervisor Donna Price will have a town hall for the Scottsville District beginning at 7 p.m. 
Charlottesville's Tree Commission meets at 5 p.m. There are links to all of the agendas for these meetings, as well as registration information for the virtual Zoom calls in the newsletter. For more information, please read the week at for context, please read the week ahead newsletter that went out on Sunday. And that's it for another edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter for December 1st, 2020. If you have enjoyed this program, please consider sending it on to somebody else so that they can potentially benefit from the information that they will hear within this program each and every day. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and I'll be back tomorrow with another installment. Thanks for listening, and please stay safe out there today.